A little Ed Sheeran as the fourth hour of First Up continues here on TSN 1050. Just outstanding work from 20 Fingers all morning. It's the Valentine's Day edition of First Up. I just walked outside, Carlo. Gorgeous day. Is it? Gorgeous. So our boss, Stephanie Apolito, walking in. It's a fantastic uh, day outside so here in Toronto. Is supposed to make me feel better for being home? Yeah, I think tomorrow's like 14 degrees. But what it also means is that spring is inching closer, meaning the NHL trade deadline inching closer, and the Stanley Cup playoffs. A man who knows that very well is our next guest on the line. He is Dan Rosen, senior writer for NHL.com, host of the Rink Podcast. What's going on, Dan? Ah, oh, nothing much. I'm glad you got you brought me in with a ballad. That's very nice of you guys. You know, <laughs> it soothed the way in for the morning, right? I, yeah, I love it. I and love it. Special Valentine's Day theme here this morning. <laughs> So, Dan, let's talk about, I mean, there's so many rumors swirling in the NHL right now. Let's talk with the one that I think could actually have the biggest impact on the results of this season, and that's Eric Carlson. I I think Timo Meyer's great. I think Chikorin's great, and Ryan O'Reilly, Patrick Kane. But Eric Carlson is a game-breaker, one of the best players in the NHL this year, without a doubt. If he was to find his way to Edmonton, and there's a lot of different things that would need to happen, pieces that would need to be exchanged. How much do you think that alters the trajectory of the Oilers and their chances to win a Stanley Cup this season? Well, uh, tremendously, because I actually like the direction of the Oilers right now. Uh, I mean, I I think that they're not all there. Um, They certainly could. I mean, who doesn't need an Eric Carlson on their back end right now with the way he's playing? And, uh, don't love the fact that they lose 6-2 to two to the Montreal Canadiens the other night, but do like the way that they're playing. I think they're getting a little bit more depth scoring. It, it, it still very much is the Dreisaitl McDavid show, and, it, and it's going to be for as long as those two guys are there. Um, in, in the same way, it's been the Crosby-Malkin show for Pittsburgh for years, but they've had Latin, and the Oilers don't. And Carlson obviously would be that, and I think it would be – it would be a terrific, obvious, terrific addition. I think that they are a team that should finish first in the division. I think that they're a very dangerous team in the playoffs if they can get saves. And when you get a guy like, if you're able to get a guy like Carlson, that 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 just increases your odds so much because you bring so much to your so much offense from your back end that they're really just not currently getting right now on a consistent basis. Yes, you see some production there from Tyson Barry and Darnell Nurse, and, but but not a lot of goal scoring, not a lot of a threat either of goal scoring either. Uh, so that, that you know, or, or playmaking necessarily. So I think Carlson would be a huge addition there. But I mean, I just, again, like this, is, you're talking about a massive trade mid-season for mm-hmm. a guy who's got four years left on his deal. Like, I, I don't see see how this happens. I really don't. Timo Meyer makes more sense to be moved for the Sharks because he's the RFA at the end of the season, right? I mean, he's got that monster number that you're going to have to qualify him at. Nobody's going to want to do that. It's going to make more sense for them to trade him and have team or sign and trade, however it works. The Carlson deal, I mean, you're talking about a 30-something-year-old guy who's having a huge season a bounce-back season, but four years on a huge number left. And is it just a blip that he's having a bounce-back? I mean, can he do this for two or three more seasons to really where it's worth it for you? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered there in a short period of time during a competitive time. And that's why I think that it just makes more sense for an off-season move than anything else. 
And you can imagine the the midseason reaction or the midseason spark that that could do for the Edmonton Oilers, who since getting Kane back have taken their game to another level. I mean, minus the blip in Montreal the other night, but maybe it's a, the Super Bowl look ahead for um, the Oilers or whatever teams played on that day. But just look at the trade so far we've seen. Bo Horvat goes to the Islanders. That's created a spark with that group. I mean, there was no bigger spark created on the weekend than the impact yeah. that Tarasenko had on the New York Rangers. First game, three minutes in, scores, just lights up the, the team, lights up Panarin, who followed that up with a four-goal performance. I guess my question to you is how surprised or what was your reaction when you saw the Tarasenko deal go down in New York? Wasn't surprised. Um, Chris Drury is a forward thinker, and I had a feeling he would try to get ahead of the deadline. He saw Lou Lamarillo do it. That's right in the market. Uh, Lou, Lou gets ahead of the deadline with Bo Horvat. There's a competitive nature there. I wasn't surprised at all that, that the Rangers decided that it was time to get ahead of it, too. Uh, and honestly, if you look at the price that they paid to get that, from the Rangers' perspective, it's an absolute no-brainer. Right. Right? It's simply a, a no-brainer. They already have another first-round pick. So if you're so worried about a first-round pick, like this is what I don't understand sometimes, right? Teams are in it to win right now. And they're so worried, oh, I can't give up a first-round pick. It's just a number. That's right. all it is. Exactly. It's a number. It's a player. You when you really think about getting. it, it's just a player. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you don't know who you're getting. And, and that, to me, is something like, uh, that's fine. You, if you, Especially if you have another one there, and they're giving up the later of the two that they have, so that's even better for them. You know, like, essentially the way I look at it, they gave up a first-round pick and a third-round pick to get Vladimir Tarasenko to come in and light up their team for a little bit. They need a top They needed a top-six right wing in the worst way. They needed to reach reconfigure their first power play unit uh, to, to change things up, get a lefty in there, move some pieces around. It was coming far too predictable for the for teams. They knew it was coming at them. Now it's not so predictable. Now they got balanced units. Now they got a top six right wing. Gave up nothing off their roster that was of value to them. No offense to Sammy Blay, but he wasn't of value to them. Mm-hmm. From the Blues' perspective, they got the first-round pick that they wanted for Tarasenko, and they ended up with a third-round pick, too. When that becomes a third-round pick, that trade. And okay, they get Sammy Blay back in the trade, too, but they knew they were going to get a first-round pick for Tarasenko. That's what they got. Why, wouldn't, why would you hesitate for that move? Risk this guy getting hurt, not getting anything. Make the move now. The Rangers get ahead of it. The Blues get what they want. It makes so much sense. But from the Rangers' perspective, it was an absolute – somebody asked me about it when they made the move, and I melded all kinds of sports. I was like, it's a slam-dunk, touchdown, home run, one-timer at the back of the net. I mean, <laughs> nice. it, it, it made perfect sense. I agree. It was an ace, indeed. Nice. Dan Rosen yeah, from – the hole. <laughs> uh, Senior writer for NHL.com, host of NHL The Rink Podcast, with us here on First Up. What do you make of the Leafs, Dan? I mean, their approach, and you talked about – first-round picks and how they can be fleeting and they can be tantalizing but not necessarily pay off for you in the long run. And we heard from the Maple Leafs general manager, Kyle Dubas, last week saying he's not exactly keen on moving his first-round pick or his top prospects, except in the instance in which someone who was on more of a longer-term deal past this season was involved. What type of moves do you expect the Leafs to make ahead of March the 3rd? Does that make any sense from Kyle Dubas' perspective? Oh, I think I, I think you I, also I mean, need to factor in Danny. He could be just lying, right? It could be a smokescreen, and well, yeah. Yeah. oh yes, I mean that's <laughs> there. There's some posturing here for sure. There is. I get that. They have to win now. I mean, it's like 
there, there's no tomorrow right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs. How many guys are UFAs at the end of the season, right? Including college of Okay. So they have to win right now. This team needs to, 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 to add pieces that will benefit them in the short term. Long term, that might be somebody else's problem. Okay. And, and it, it, it will be. It very well could be somebody else's problem if they don't get out of the first round this season. And this is the time to do it, right? I mean, you have to be able to do it. I actually think their goaltending has been held up, right? For the most part, their defense has held up. Uh, and we know that when they go into a playoff series, more than likely, at least in the top six, they're going to have an advantage in high-end skill forward, right? They have to win now. They have to make a move. They have to add depth, defense, whatever it might be, to improve the roster right now. You know who you're playing. You're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. Everybody knows that. That's an advantage for both the Leafs and the Lightning because they can gear their deadline and whatever they want to do to matching up against that team. I know they'll tell you that they don't do that. You can't worry about No, you have to worry about that, especially if you're Toronto. That's the team you're going to face. That's the team you've got to beat. You get past that team. If the Toronto Maple Leafs can get past the Tampa Bay Lightning, look out. I think they can go on a massive run. I really do. I think that's the thing, getting over that hump. But you got to add, like, what does a first-round pick do for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now? I understand they don't have a second-round pick either this year. So what? You have to win right now. Couldn't agree more, Dan. Couldn't agree more. That's why I've said, like, you know, the window you got to think right now is with two years with this group because you don't know – what the group is going to look like. You could yeah. you could probably hope the group's going to look the same, but you just don't know. I mean, things change every year, and we'll see what their approach is. Hopefully it's, um, you know... Uh, an aggressive one. An aggressive yeah, one. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Absolutely. Um, speaking of approach, what do you think the Chicago Blackhawks ultimately end up doing with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze? Well, I think if it's up to the Blackhawks, um, they... They move them both. It makes it put all emotional ties aside. Make this a strictly business move. Make zero sense for them to keep them. You know, no, they get nothing by keeping them. They're not going anywhere this season, and both could be leaving at the end of the season. So why, you know, doesn't make any sense to keep them. And I kind of laugh at this notion that well, you know, Kane and Taves haven't told the Blackhawks to trade them. To me, it's the other way around. To me, it's Kyle Davidson has to find the trade. And then go to those two guys and be like, here's what I got. Mm-hmm. Would you approve it or not? It's not a matter of Patrick Kane walking into Kyle Davidson's office and saying, yes, you're allowed to trade me. No, it's, hey, I got this trade with the Carolina Hurricanes. Would you be willing to go to Carolina? Here's what we can get back. Here's what you get. Here's who you can play with, all that stuff. All right, now Patrick Kane's got a decision to make. That's what a no-trade clause or no-move clause does for you, right? So I think that's where they're going to go, but it makes no sense for them to move them. I think that you do have to work with – Kane and Taves to say, like, okay, where are you going to go? Because I'm not going to try to organize a trade with a team that you have zero interest in going to. I'm going to work within the parameters that you give me, and I get that, but give me the parameters, and I'm going to work with that, and if you approve it, we're good to go. It doesn't make any sense to keep them. You get what you can get for them at this point, in my opinion. I think they're both valuable guys. Kane, the hip issue might be a concern. Um, They're both very valuable, though, for a short-term run here. And I think Taves actually might be more valuable, to be honest with you, because he's a center. He can win D-zone draws. He can play on the PK. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, A team acquiring Patrick uh, Jonathan Taves more than likely is going to have a true number one center 
They're going to need a guy who can do a couple of things to relieve the pressure on that number one center. Um, whereas a team acquiring Kane probably has some scoring all over the lineup and just looking to add. Uh, but I think you absolutely have to trade them. Do your everything possible to trade them if you're the Chicago Blackhawks, and then put statues up next to you know at the United Center when they retire. Yeah, like the Dustin Brown statue. That was a pretty cool one, honestly. Like <laughs> nice. and holding yeah. the cop and yeah, and, you I know, love it. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was cool. I'm, and guaranteed, Taves and Kane will have uh, similar ones uh, going up in Chicago. Dan. Fantastic to catch up with you. It was great to have you on the show. I think for the first time. We got to do it again soon. Yeah. Appreciate it. Definitely. Anytime, guys. Thanks right. a lot. Dan Rosen, senior writer for NHL.com. Very opinionated. Great speaker. Yeah. Big fan of Dan Taze Rosen. Taze is more, more of an asset more, more or more valuable than, Kane? than Kane. Well, it's like if, if Kane's healthy, he's a more valuable player. Yeah. Because Kane's one of the most How about Kane's comments when the single deal went down? Yeah, he was heartbroken. Eh? He didn't like yeah. that. He didn't like that. Hey, listen, it's you snooze, you lose. Patrick Kane could have come out two months ago and said, I want to get traded well, ASAP. I, look, I'll be honest with you, and I don't think this is newsworthy, but based on people that I've talked to, if Patrick Kane was to accept a trade somewhere, the two teams I thought that I've been told are on his list are the New York Rangers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, ho, 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 ho. cut I, that clip. They'll be I, using it on I don't, lunch. I don't know if... The Toronto Maple Leafs even fit the the well, and the the, the problem with the Leafs the ten and a half million dollars you have to do the double okay, salary so Patrick retention. Patrick Kane comes to you if you're Kyle Dubas and Patrick Kane comes to you and says I want to get traded mm-hmm. to the Toronto Maple Leafs and because now the Rangers are out of it yeah and if if those were the only two teams that he would think about playing for if you're the Maple Leafs do you say yes to that deal I don't I can't I don't see it either because. He hasn't played well this year. That's right. just this guy gets every opportunity, every power play. Too, like, I was like, who do you take off the power play? Well, and if you bring in Kane, like, doesn't, I, this doesn't make is, sense. The way I look at it is like you're bringing in another one of the same players you already have, which is a, a good thing. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay Patrick Kane. I just think that you bring in a guy like that, like he's an alpha, right? He you was. Bring, you bring in an alpha to a locker room that already has their alphas. Man, it would be something. Though. What? Like, what are <laughs> now? What are you doing to the chemistry of the group? And I like. I think there's better options out there than a Patrick Kane. But if if Patrick Kane came at the right cost, I definitely wouldn't turn. Wouldn't that be something? He comes out tomorrow after the the Chicago Blackhawks. Let's say he puts on a show, goal to assist. The Blackhawks beat the Leafs down at Scotiabank Arena. Is like. Hey, Dubas, you could have me. Just make the call to Kyle Davidson. Mm. And then the entire media contingent just explodes with excitement down at Scotia Bank Arena. Maybe it happens. We'll find out. Wow, Kane to the Leafs. Mm. Intriguing. Not as intriguing as my FanDuel best bets. I'll give them to you next.